2: Hello and welcome to Across the Park, a very multi-award-winning sports show. I'm Joel Cassam and joining me to talk about all things NRL finals are my dear friends, Rowan Fitzpatrick and the Rugby League Guru.
3: G'day, boys! Thanks for having me on once again. In-
1: yes, always. I was going to say, to insert the clout, the clapping noise. <laughs> 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 insert. We don't have the stings today.
2: No stings. I mean. You say that, Rowan, but the people listening will hear it because our ma- the magic of audio editing will put them in uh, after the after all this is recorded. So it sounds like they're actually there. It sounds like we have an audience. We don't. We're all at home, um, but uh, I don't know where I'm going with that. We should have an audience, boys. Day.
3: No doubt about it.
2: Thank you. Oh, I mean, you're a man who has. Last time we spoke to you, we're just about to do a a. Uh, a show in front of a live audience. How did that go? That was for the um State of Origin.
3: Yeah, State of Origin 1. We did a live show uh out at the ground, so it was uh it was crazy, mate. We had uh probably a, maybe one one to 2,000 people or so show up, so it was uh wow, quite wow. daunting. I'm uh I've become a bit of a uh zoom merchant as well, so to do it in front of that many people was uh was unbelievable, but now we we had a great night, mate. It was great out there. We didn't get the uh result we wanted, but we had a good night. Yeah, that's amazing. That would have been so much fun. Um, when we first
2: started this show, we did a, a live show in front of about five people. And even that was really scary. So <laughs> 1,000 to 2,000 is is quite a lot. Well done.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I sort of, I remember being up there and the, like, the, the lights were so bright that you couldn't really see like faces or anything, but you could just see the crowd. I, I almost think yeah. it would kind of be more daunting if, if I could have seen their faces sort of thing. So <laughs> no, nah, uh, live to tell the tale though. Are you, will you do it again, do you think? Yeah, we're doing one on grand final day, actually, I believe. Oh, so um, if you brilliant. are out at the ground, uh, I think we'll be at uh, the hotel there with uh, Bloke and a Bar doing a show there. So if you are uh, there on grand final day, come say so hi. Yeah, get down. That'll be awesome. Uh, well, we'll get to predictions
2: later. But how excited are you for the finals?
3: Yeah, very exciting, mate. You sort of get to the back end of, that, of the season, the regular season, and there's, you know, with about three weeks to go, there was only – you know, 10 teams that were relevant, so you sort of have half your games every weekend that are uh, a bit of a tough slog. Uh, I love my job, but uh, there's some games when you're sitting there on a Sunday afternoon watching 14th versus 13th, and uh, I think to myself, I don't get paid enough. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's so good when finals arrive. It's uh, even been out at the South Roosters game last week, like it was a dead rubber, but it just had a semi-final sort of feel to it. There's There's just something different about this time of the year, so very excited.
2: Who are you most looking forward to watching this weekend? we got, obviously, the four finals. Which game, to you, is the biggest?
3: Uh, Obviously, South Rooster's very hard to go past. Both sides got a couple of injuries and whatnot, though. So uh, it's probably not uh, an ideal situation for that game, but it is sudden death, so it's all on the line. But for me... um, The Parramatta Eels and the Penrith Panthers out there at Penrith, I think that's going to be game of the week. I think that uh, the Penrith Panthers, I don't think they're overly concerned about any team in this competition, probably outside of Parramatta, and uh, obviously Nathan Cleary's been out for the last five weeks, so uh, it's not an ideal sort of situation for the Penrith Panthers. I'm sure the Parramatta Eels will really test him out, test his match fitness, and I'm tipping the Panthers win it, but I genuinely think the Parramatta Eels could give it a real shake. And if they do win that one, they're only one win away from a grand final. So I don't want to get Parramatta Eels fans' hopes uh, up out there because I know they've been crushed more times than they're willing to admit. (laughs) But uh, it's an exciting game, that one. I can't wait for it.
2: Am I right in saying this? Nathan Cleary's last game was against the Eels?
3: Yeah, he got sent off against the Eels. Would have been round 20, I think it was, mate. So, uh, yeah, it's funny how these sort of things happen in rugby league. It's the local derby, Battle of the West – um, there's so many narratives going into this one. It's going to be sensational.
2: Well, we might actually preview that game first. We might do them all. Uh, Panthers-Eels is 7.30 or 7.50 Friday night, I should say. There's only the one game, of course. Um, so, yeah, Eels won both matches this year. The only team to beat Panthers twice. Um, Panthers before that, though, had won. Uh, no, Panthers. So I think they lost. No, I'm trying to remember. Did they win five straight?
3: They, they won a the heap straight. They, they've only they've only lost like one or two games this year when, when they've had their their full strength side, Penrith. So um, obviously, well, you know those losses to Parramatta. The last one they lost to them was when Nathan Cleary was sent off. So it's a bit hard to get a read on that game because they played short. But for the twenty minutes that Nathan Cleary was on the field, I thought Parramatta were the better team anyway. So uh, it's going to be a huge test this game for Penrith, but. Being out there at Blue Bet Stadium, out there at Penrith, uh, I think it only holds about 22,000, but, I mean, it'll be a miracle if you manage to get in there with an Eels jersey, so it's a huge advantage <laughs> to have out there. I think they sold it out very quickly, yeah. Very quickly, yeah, very, very quickly. I, it, it'll be tough for Parramatta fans to get in there, which has been a bit of controversy about that this week, but personally, mm-hmm. I think that's how it should be. If you've got home ground advantage, um, it should be played at your home ground regardless of how yep. big it is. I completely agree. So it had, had the Eels had this
2: game, it would have been at uh, ComBank out of Parramatta, which obviously holds 30 million thousand times more people than Panthers Stadium, <laughs> which is very tiny. Uh, but yeah, they Panthers deserve the right to play at their, their home ground. They are, have been the best team for the last three seasons now, I guess. And that's what happens when you are the best. You should be playing at home. So I'm with you. I completely agree.
3: Yeah, for sure, and especially out there at Penrith, it is such a it's such an advantage for them. They're just a like they're they're a good footy team. Whether you put them in the car park or a hallway, wherever they are, but <laughs> out at Penrith, uh, they're just another beast. But in saying that, mate, the one team that uh, that hasn't been worried about going there is the Parramatta Eels. So uh, yeah, I can't stress enough how excited I am for this one. It's going to be game of the week, and I think whichever team wins this one, I'm just about locking them in for a grand final appearance.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Who do you reckon, so just to jump in, in terms of coming into the finals, Would you rather be in the Eels' position in terms of, you know, they've run some really hard, you know, games and they're just finding their form and they're really, you know, hitting their strides and peaking at the right time as opposed to Penrith, who, you know, yeah, they've been in and out, but they've also had the ability and the luxury potentially to rest all their players, you know, to get all the niggles out, just have a week off. What do you think, which is the most uh, kind of beneficial um, kind of route to be coming into like a, a big match like this round one of finals?
3: To be honest with you, mate, I think the Penrith Panthers—they've, you know, they've been here the last three years. They've been through all this before, so having the week off is a huge benefit to them. Whereas, you know, if Parramatta would have gone down the Penrith route, I sort of would have been like, you know what, Parramatta—I'm not sure how they would handle a week off. I think Mo, momentum is the Parramatta Eels' friend, and that's why I think that if they do lose this game against Penrith, like if they just lose it close and they're in the contest. I don't think it'll really impact them too much. I think that if you give Parramatta a week off and you give them two weeks to think about their upcoming game, I think they're a classic. They'll just get inside their own head. That's what they've done for the last, I don't know, 35 years or whatever it may be. So the... the Penrith Panthers having the week off, you know, a lot of people are worried about that. I think it'll be a huge advantage for them. And Parramatta, I think they've come into this final series just about as well as they could. Just playing footy, playing consistent footy. They've played um, some pretty average teams the last few weeks. They played Melbourne last week, and I think that was the perfect game they needed uh, going into this final series. So uh, if I was the Penrith Panthers, I'd rather their run, all being fresh and everything, especially after the last two years. But Parramatta, uh, they just need to keep playing footy, in my opinion.
2: We might break down the teams individually after we go through all the all the rounds, uh, all the games this round. So the next game is Storm
3: versus Raiders. That's 540 on Saturday. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, another one I'm really looking forward to because similar to the Parramatta Eels that aren't worried about going to Penrith, I don't think going to Melbourne really worries the Raiders. They've got a pretty good record down there. They've upset the Melbourne Storm on a number of occasions and – The beauty of this game for the Canberra Raiders is that no one expects them to win. This is where Ricky Stewart pays rent. He absolutely loves being the underdogs in games. So I think it's perfect for the Raiders. They're sort of, you know, the team from the nation's capital. They think everyone forgets about them. They think they get the rough end of the stick for everything. So I think it's perfect for the Raiders to go down there against Melbourne, who have been the juggernauts the last few years. They're not quite that team anymore. Um, I think the Raiders would be stoked with how this has played out. They were never going to get a home final. To be able to go down to Melbourne and just have a, a free throw at the stumps, if they lose this one, you know, it is what it is. They were playing Melbourne in Melbourne, but it gives them a really yeah. good opportunity to uh, pull an upset here. I think that Ricky Stewart, is the first one to let you know that he's upset and he's been hard done by, but oh, I think he'd be stoked with how this has played out.
1: They forward so- pack the Raiders is amazing though. Like I think that's gonna be their real key to get over, you know, that's probably the one weakness with the injuries of of the storm. But if Ricky's Raiders don't fall pack with Tarpany just running through the middle, that like this this day could be on here.
3: Yeah, for sure. Tapané, I think he's been the best forward uh, in the game this year. He's been incredible. Uh, And because he's played so well, it sort of meant throughout the year that Josh Papali, who's the most, you know, he's the alpha in this pack, he's sort of taken a bit of a backwards seat. Uh, But I think now that we're in finals footy, I think you'll really see him come to the front as well. So Tapané and Papali, they're going to be absolutely massive. And then coming off their bench, which I I think is the most underrated bit about the Canberra, there's Emre Goula, Corey Horsburgh, these sort of no-name, no-frills sort of guys that, They do a job every single week. So I actually think that, I think there's a really good chance that Brandon Smith for the Melbourne Storm, he will start. You'll see Josh King come back to the bench. And when they make that change, which I think they will, the Canberra Raiders, they arguably have a better bench. And um, Mm. I think in the modern game, the bench is more important than it ever has been at any other point. It used to be, You know, you're not as good players or you're kind of average players. You're shoving the bench. Now it's all about tactics, about how you use the bench. And I like the way that Ricky Stewart has used his this year.
2: The Storm dropped uh, their last game against the Eels last Friday. And Canberra obviously smashed the Tigers at Leichhardt, even though they rested Whitehead and Whiten. Do you think that's an advantage for Canberra coming coming off a win?
3: Mate, oh, I actually do. I, I know that a lot of people would want a really, you know, a, a tough, gritty game that's that's sort of uh, more suited to finals footy. But for me, this Canberra Raiders side, I, I think they're, they're the scariest when they're playing confident footy. And that's all they've done for the last two and three weeks. Like, I think they've scored about 100 points in the last two weeks. And... The Canberra have never really been that side. They're always a little bit clunky. They're always tough. They hang in the contest, but they sort of struggle to stack points on teams. I think the last two weeks, them scoring a heap of points, especially last week, scoring a lot of points without Jack Wyden, I think that'll be massive for them. I, I really do think that Ricky Shewitt would be absolutely stoked with how this has played out. No one gives them a chance, but they've been playing really confident footy. They've been po- scoring points for fun, which they traditionally don't do. Uh, And the Melbourne Storm, as much as they're, you know, this is probably the weakest defensive unit we've seen from the Melbourne Storm over the last 10 or 15 years. Um, There's a few players in this side that you can target. So, mate, I think the Canberra Raiders are going to be really up for this one. I still think the Melbourne Storm get the job done, but it's a really good opportunity for the Raiders to uh, pull their pants down here.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Game, Game two on Saturday is Sharks and Cowboys. That's second and third. I mean, on paper, if you saw second and third, you'd have to think game of the round. This is Saturday, seven fifty. What are your thoughts here,
3: mate? I know a lot of people aren't excited about this one. I, I'm, I can't wait for this one. I think this is this is two really evenly matched teams here. Um, crazy to think at the start of the season, if you would have said week one of the finals, yep. two versus three was Cronulla and the Cowboys, like yeah, p- people would have pissed themselves at you. It's just it's unbelievable <laughs> how these two seasons have played out and. Uh, For me, the biggest theme of this season has been the importance of halfbacks. And you look at both these teams, the Sharks, they signed Nico Hines in the offseason. The Cowboys, they signed Chad Townsend. And, um, you know, both these teams finished second and third with new halfbacks at their club that we were a little bit unsure about in the preseason. Just shows how crucial both these sevens are. And, of course, Chad, he won a comp for the Cronulla Sharks. Jeez, it's, it's a while now, probably six or seven yeah. years ago. Um, so there's that narrative as well. The media is already sort of buying into that. All of a sudden, the story drops this week that Chad left the Sharks because of politics. I mean, we haven't heard that in the last two years. Weird that we hear it this <laughs> week. Uh, very rugby league there. But I think this game is going to be really good. They're two really evenly matched sides. Um, and two sides that I just think they'll be so stoked to be there. Um, that it's, it, it's going to be a good game.
1: What about... Just me? need a um, call out. Sorry, Joel, I need to call out. Um, I went through and found our predictions from earlier this year, and I know Mick's not here, but uh, he put Cowboys second last, and his quote is, mostly rabble, Tamalolo can't save them. So uh, <laughs> I just feel like we need the listeners needed to know, even though Mick's not here today, we, we, we still need to call, call that out, because I, I went through that this morning, and my, mostly rabble is the, the furthest thing you could call the Cowboys this year.
3: Mate, for me, uh, yeah. For fifth. <laughs> Fair call to Nick. I think I would have had them last. So he was closer to it than what I was. So good on him. Uh,
2: yeah. My, my grandfather, like he would just, he sits there and watches every game. Absolutely loves what He has for years said Chad, Chad Townsend is the worst player. But I think the turnaround he's had at the Cowboys without a doubt changed. their probably sitting second last, third last this year to second or third where they actually finished. Um, I think he was a massive uh, a change for them. Now, I was going to bring up something here. I've just got to find it. Oh, yeah. So they're obviously playing at, at uh, Shark Stadium down in Cronulla. Mm. Cowboys haven't played out of Queensland too often this year. I think everyone agrees this could be an issue for them.
3: Yeah, for sure. And uh, Shark Park, I, I think it's one of the hardest place, places to play, play rugby league. And um, I don't know what it is with Shark Park. It's like a black hole for entertaining footy. It just, teams get there and they, they just don't play like themselves. It's been like that since, since like the mid-90s. It's a bizarre little place, Shark Park. And, you know, obviously it, it'll be packed out with Sharks fans. And there's no better place to watch footy on a Saturday night. Nor these after will be absolutely going insane. It will be a great night down there. And, you know, it's crazy when you look back over the season and, you know, like these teams, if the Cowboys would have just got one win somewhere else and all of a sudden the Cowboys are hosting a home final in Townsville – the shark season is completely flipped on its head. Like, the, the, having the home advantage for these two teams, uh, it, it's massive. And if you were playing up there in, in the dry North Queensland, it would be a completely different game of football up there. It would be, you know, 10 degrees hotter or whatever it might be. Uh, I think it's a massive advantage for the Sharkies. And to be honest with you, I'm going to tip the Sharkies to win this one. But if it was in North Queensland, I would go the Cowboys. That's how close it is.
2: And the last game... Uh, of the round is Roosters and South. This is the second elimination final. This is 4 405 on Sunday. Let's say 405. Uh, one of the biggest rivalries in the competition. Souths uh, going down last week against the Roosters at the exact same venue. Do you think it'll be the same this week?
3: No, I don't. I think the Bunnies might get them here. Uh, $2.45 for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I think it's really good value uh, coming into this game. Uh, you, you have a look through the history of these two sides, and they tend to go one for one. If if you lose the first time, you tend to get them the next time. It's not very often that teams put back-to-back wins uh, in this yep. rivalry. Uh, you look at the South Sydney Rabbitohs as well. They get Damien Cook back. They get Campbell Graham um, for the real rugby league nerds out there, the way that the Roosters beat them last week, they really attacked their right edge and they went at uh, the Bunnies' halfback, Lachlan Elias, who normally outside him, he has Campbell Graham um, defending there, who's one of the best defensive centres in the competition. He comes back in. Uh, so that, that that changes everything for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I really do think that they can get a win here. I think that Latrell Mitchell, I, I was out there the other night at that game and when he ran out, Boys, I've never heard a louder noise. The boo that he got, and I think it sort of took Latrell back a little bit. I saw him standing out there before the game. He looked confident as all hell, but then I think the moment just sort of got the better of him. Um, and he didn't play poorly. The Roosters just went after him. And I think now yep. that Latrell knows the intensity that's, that's coming his way, I think he's going to be really up for this one. So I think the Bunnies knock him over at home. Roosters have lost Joey Marno as well, which um, – Honestly, can't put into words uh, how much of a big loss that is for them. And the the role that he plays for the Roosters, he plays right centre, but he floats around anywhere on the field. So your whole defensive unit, you're constantly just watching where Joey Manu is. You constantly keeping an eye out for him. And when you're watching for one guy in this Roosters side, you then take your eyes off Sam Walker, Luke Keary, James Sedesco, some of the best players in this competition. So it just simplifies everything for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And I genuinely think they're going to bounce back and, and get a win in this one.
2: I agree. I think Manu's is a massive loss. When you know halfway through the season, there where uh, he actually filled in in the halves, and was arguably the best player in the league. Um, I know he's still just the centre, but like you said, he, he he plays everywhere. It's a massive yeah. loss. All right, let's let's maybe break down each team individually quickly. Um, the Panthers had the the best team in the league. You have to say the last few years um for me their 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 biggest strength is their spine um even like now i include 13 in the spine i don't know if everyone else wants to do that (laughs) everyone else wants to jump on my little bandwagon here but um you've got edwards at the back who probably not the best fullback in the game um but just knows where to be he's sort of like A cog in a well-oiled machine that just keeps running. He knows what he's got to do, and he's he's always doing it. You got the two halves there: Luai and Cleary, uh, Appy at nine, and then Yo in thirteen. I mean, for me, that's you can't get a better spine.
3: Mate, I can't tell you how happy I am that you included Isaiah Yeo in their spine. It was going to be the first thing I was going to say, so I'm glad you uh, you featured him in there. Um, I like, I think Nathan Cleary is the best player in this competition, but I honestly wouldn't have Isaiah Yo that far behind him. And it's guys like yeah. him, Victor Radley, Cam Murray, like they've changed the game now with this 13 role. They've turned it back to like 1990s footy when you had your Jim Dimmicks and these sort of guys playing at 13. Uh, I love the transition. You, you mentioned Dylan Edwards. Uh, I always say... He might not be the best fullback in rugby league, but he's the best fullback for the Penrith Panthers. There is nothing yeah. um, that they lack by having Dylan Edwards there. Uh, he is just – he he epitomises everything that is the, the, the Penrith Panthers. So uh, I absolutely love him there. And, you know, the, this spine is so star-studded. You just spoke about a few guys. Like, mate, we hardly even spoke about Jerome Luai. And on his day, he can be the best player in this competition as well. You know, he's yep. just so talented. Um, yeah, I, I, this Panthers side – all the way through, like, like j- just to give you an example of how stacked this team is, um, you go back to you know a few years ago where they they, they went all the way to a grand final. Um, they had Stephen Crichton at left center. Uh, the next year they moved him to right center. They grabbed their 5'8 from reserve grade and they pulled him in Matt Burton to play left center. He got Dally M Center of the Year. This year they bring in Isaac Tungo, who's a young kid from Penrith. He's 19, 20 years old, and. He'll go very close to winning M Center of the Year as well. It's just their depth and how they just get the next man up mentality. It's unrivaled. Yep. I, I think they're going to be one of the best teams of all time, to be honest with you, over the next few years. They're, they're on a path to something special.
2: Who is your player to watch? If Who who will win them in the grand final? Uh,
3: the man that will win them in the grand final will be Nathan Cleary. Uh, I know it's a pretty stock standard answer, uh, but the ability he's got is just unmatched. I... It's scary when, when I watch him and, you know, even like I, I had him on the podcast last year and, you know, just talking to him and, you know, about how he sees football and even just, just how he sees life. Like, I, I, I got off the phone and just sort of sat back and went, God, like that, kid was, that kid's 24 years old. It's, uh, it's unbelievable how mature he is as a footballer. He, he'll be the one that wins it for him. I know that he probably hasn't hit the highest heights as far as rep football and state of origin. But when it comes to club football, for me, he is by far and away the best player in this competition.
2: Rowan, anything on the Panthers?
1: I mean, with Nathan Cleary, his kicking game is second to none. And you look at that grand final, he kicked them to a victory. So, you know, if you've got, you know, the best kicking game, you're going to put pressure on, which is what the Panthers do. And they attack with their defence and they just choke out a win. So if they're on, like, good luck to anyone. I, I kind of have the... the the feeling that it's almost their competition to lose.
3: Which is crazy because this time last year, we would have said the exact same thing about the Melbourne Storm. They'd won 19 games in a row. No one could touch them. Um, So, you know, it can all be um, undone very quickly. Sorry, not last year, the year before. It can all be undone very quickly. But I I just think this Panthers side, they're they're young. Um, They've got superstars in every position. And I just can't see them losing another game this year.
2: All right, the Sharks. Their last loss was in round 19. It was against the Panthers. Um, their defense this, or the second half of this season. So, not since the Storm in 2008, um, they're, they're the only team to concede less than 12 points uh, a game in the in the second half of the regular season. So, their defense is incredible. Why? Why are they going to win?
3: Mate, I actually think this will be the side that plays the Penrith Panthers in the grand final. I think they both win this weekend and then they'll play each other in the GF. You mentioned there um, the Sharkies. They haven't lost a game since round 19. Um, And, you know, since then they've played Dragons, Tigers, Manly, Bulldogs, Newcastle. They've played a heap of teams that aren't um, in in the top eight. They're obviously bottom eight teams, but... The week after they lost to the Panthers, they beat South Sydney. The week before they Mm. lost to the Panthers, they beat the Cowboys. The week before that, they beat the Melbourne Storm. I personally think this team is flying so far under the radar, uh, it's not even funny. And, you know, people will constantly point to they've beaten nobodies. At the end of the day, they don't write their own draw. They can only play who's put in front of them. Uh, And I think people are really underestimating the Sharkies this year. Player to watch. Nico Hines, the halfback, yeah, Um, yeah. as I said a couple of minutes ago, it is, this competition is dominated by the sevens in this league Uh, and Nico Hines, the transition he's made from being at the Melbourne Storm, being a fullback, utility, 5'8", little bit of seven here and there to turning into, you know, one of the premier halfbacks in this competition. Um, It's been incredible and his leadership that he's shown, it's going to be so important over the next few weeks along with, Dale Finucane and Cam McInnes, they're they're so they're, they're such key clogs in this team um, that I, I I really think people are under- underestimating this side. All
2: right, the Cowboys probably the biggest surprise of the season. Um, a Massive, very strong forward pack, mm. but playing away from home will probably cost them
3: yeah as I said I think that is what will cost them uh, but mate this is they're a very talented team and you know as as we look back you know over the history of all these Premierships I think I did the numbers at the start of the year I think uh, only I think it was two of the last 20 teams that have won the comp. Uh, haven't been a top three defensive team that season. And that's what the Cowboys have really hung their hat on this season. Um, and, you know, they, they're just outside being a top two defensive team. They're the third... No, sorry, they, they, they are the second best defensive team. They've conceded the second least amount of points, only behind the Penny Panthers. So you can't possibly rule this team out. Um, and, you know, it, it should also be noted they've they've conceded 30 more points than the Panthers and they've actually uh, only scored three less points. So... What they're doing this season, they're not that far off the Penny Panthers as far as scores go, Uh, but they are a team that a lot of them lack finals experience. Uh, But you have got key guys like Chad Townsend, obviously, who's played a heap of finals footy, but it is sort of a new arena for this whole team um, as a unit. So, yeah, I I just think if they're at home, it's a completely different story. But going down to Shark Park, I think it's going to be a pretty tough gig down there.
2: Yeah. Uh, Okay, their play to watch.
3: Yeah, I'd probably go Scotty Drinkwater. Uh, he's playing fullback for them, and you know he he wasn't in the side come round one. Uh, I, I think a lot of people would straight away say Chad Townsend. I know exactly what Chad's going to do. I know he's, he's one mm. of the most consistent players in the competition. So for me, he's not really a guy to watch because I know what Chad's going to do. To be able to beat these top sides, you need a bit of X-factor. And Drinkwater, he's the X-factor for this side. Uh, as I said before, really tough place to play, Shark Park. It's always dewy. There's always drop ball, So it's a big test for your fullbacks that have this sort of high-ceiling high, high ceiling potential. Uh, but I think Drinkwater, if he's one of the best players throughout the this final series, the Cowboys can give it a real shake.
2: I'm loving this because you've every player you've said to watch has been the same player I've picked, so I feel like I'm doing something right. I might be getting nervous um, all of a sudden. <laughs> now, uh, Parramatta, um, won four of their last five, most convincingly the Storm last weekend. Why, why will they win the grand final?
3: Yeah, I've sort of... Written off the Parramatta Eels to some extent the entire season. I'm just not convinced they can get it done on the very big stages. I know they're a great team. I think one to seventeen, they're probably the the most well balanced team across every single position. Like I, I look through all their their team, and whilst I don't think they've got the best player in any position. They've got the second or third best player in just about every position, which is insane. It's crazy how well-balanced this Parramatta side is. I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to their halves, though. Mitch Moses and Dylan Brown, who are both incredibly talented. They've both been fantastic this year. Uh, But at the end of the day, as Parramatta fans know, if you don't do it in in the last four weeks of the season... It really doesn't mean that much. And that's always been the test for the Parramatta Eels. It's tough when you come into a finals game with your entire spine. Reed Marnie, Mitch Moses, Dill Brown, Clint Gutherson, uh, whoever plays 13, they're always changing that. But... None of those guys have ever owned the big stages. None of those guys have won like back-to-back finals games. None of them have played in a grand final. and um, It's tough when you have got a team like this that has got so much ability, but you don't have that one guy that can really stand up and own those big moments. Uh, and, look, the Penrith Panthers didn't have one of those guys three years ago. They've developed them, and hopefully Parramatta can. But, uh, I don't know, I, I think the long wait for the Eels fans might continue, unfortunately. <laughs> and their player to watch? Uh, I'd have to go with Mitchie Moses. I think that if there is going to be a player that's going to stand up and own those big moments, it will be Mitch Moses. Um, I, I know he's a, he's a guy that people like to put blame on. I think he's sometimes an easy target, but he's an incredibly talented footballer and he's become – He's become a really good seven. He's, he's patient with his game now. He's not all about the highlights and the, and the flashy plays, which is what you need your seven to be um, to win games. One, one, one of you mentioned Nathan Cleary's kicking game before. Uh, Mitch Moses has got the kicking game to be able to match him. And if they're going to give the Panthers a shake, uh, Mitch Moses, his kicking game is going to have to be top shelf in this one.
2: Well, look, we're, we're at completely out of time, which is so frustrating because we've still got four more teams to talk about. That doesn't matter. Um, uh, look, w- I might just get everyone's tips. Who
3: who do you think is going to win? We'll go all the way to the ground. Who's going to win the grand final? I've got the Panthers beating the Sharks in the grand final. Rowan?
1: It's hard to uh, pass up the the Panthers, but I'll, I'll go uh, Panthers-Roosters uh, grand final.
2: Oh, very good. I actually um, – see, I, I'm – I think South's going to win this week, but for some reason still think it's going to be a uh, Panthers Roosters grand final. Don't know how that works, (laughs) but there you go. It's a wild card
3: entry. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Rugby league guru. Where can people hear you? Uh, Rugby league guru podcast. And you can find me on all your social media outlets where you go for your rugby league, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, You'll find my melon on all of them. Fantastic. Thank you so much again for joining us. And, uh,
2: Go your team. <laughs> Go
3: your team. How good. <laughs> Enjoy, boys.
2: See how-
0: it.